What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. It is Monday night, and you know what that means. Another brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show, episode 248 to be exact. I'm Tanner Lee. Alongside my co-host, sit to the right. You know who he is, Josh the J-Man Mutt. J-Man, how are you on this beautiful August day? I'm doing pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah, great weather we've been having. Oh, low humidity. Big guy like me, <laughs> the humidity doesn't uh, mix well with the me. humidity doesn't like any of us. Any That's of a good us. point. But did you have a good weekend? I had a real good weekend. You had a big weekend. Your voice sounds pretty good. <laughs> it's not bad. It's better than it was earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, myself and a good buddy of our show, Evan Webb, uh, went to the Hella Mega Tour. Mm. So Weezer, Fall Out Boy, and Green Day last night at Wrigley Field. Good time. Sold out crowd. That'd be fun. To go to a concert at Wrigley. It was. It was a good time, good venue for it. Um, first event I've been at since the pandemic. I mean, before this, the last big event I was at was uh, Rutgers at Purdue basketball last March 2020. And Rutgers won. They did. Thank you. In overtime. <laughs> but uh, didn't have to worry about that last night. Just enjoyed a lot of a lot of good rock yeah. music, and it was a good time. Did some dancing and some singing and got what uh two weeks until you'll be back at a purdue yeah, football two game weeks from this upcoming saturday first time since it's the last purdue football game you've been the to bucket no- game in november, november 2019. of 2019 man yeah, almost it, two it years feels like it's been five years crazy honestly the place should be rocking you should think. be night yeah. game oregon yeah. state uh similar programs mm-hmm. so it should be a good time huge game for jeff brahm and company we'll talk about that more in two weeks when we have our 250th episode which is going to be our college football preview show and special guest travis watchering who's a sponsor of the j-man's mm-hmm. book of prediction of the week every week is going to be joining us on that show and he's going to give the uh contest winner results Yes, all, all you have to do to enter this contest is download his free app. Um, all downloads will equal one submission. The winner will be drawn live um, on the Tan and J-Man show. Uh, it's not next Monday, right? Two Mondays from now, two weeks from now. Um, so he get it. What, what, what did he say? It was like a gas card or something? Gas card, yes. Yeah. Everybody so, needs a gas card. Especially with where the gas prices are now. Yeah, I don't see those uh, turn around anytime soon. No. I got some birdie bogey for you. All right. I am probably not ready, but I'm ready. <laughs> Brewers starter Freddie Peralta has 21 consecutive starts with more strikeouts than hits allowed. Wow. Which is the second most consecutive starts of all time. Can you name the guy with the most consecutive starts? <laughs> I cannot, but I'm going to give him my best all time. effort. Wow. that's. Uh, I, might, I might give you a clue later for a par. I'm definitely going to have to have you repeat that at the end of the show because there's no way I'm going to remember that. Most consecutive question. starts with more strikeouts and hits of, hits allowed. Freddie Peralta is second on the list. He has 21. This fella had 25 in a row. All right. Yes, sir. J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. It did not say they were at the Kosciuszko County Farmers and Artisans Market over the weekend, but I'm sure um, they will be soon, uh, maybe even this upcoming week. Do you know? I should, but I don't know. They were there. Um, I do know this was the first weekend in a while. I haven't had any sweet corn. No one sweet corn, so I'm having some sweet corn withdrawals. 
Yeah, that's that's one of those things. You had any sweet corn yet, so- Jay, man? I had sweet corn on Saturday. Right. It was not Noble Gnome sweet corn. But it was sweet corn. I was in a different state on Saturday, but I did have sweet corn. First uh, sweet corn of the year, and let me tell you, if uh, Noble Gnome's uh, as good as this one, you guys, uh, you guys need to get yourself some. Get your corn. Uh, Indiana sweet corn's a delicacy. Even though yours was probably Illinois sweet corn, it's still mine, Midwest. Mine I guess. was Illinois sweet corn, um, but I mean Indiana sweet corn—you can't beat it. Besides Iowa, I mean I, I, Iowa sweet corn um, is pretty good. It's about the only thing good you say about that state. So I actually love the state of Iowa. I hate their sports teams. <laughs> okay, that's um, fair. Every single one of their colleges there, I don't like. I don't mind Iowa State, I guess, but they're ranked uh, seventh in the AP. Yes, they are. Uh, but speaking of Iowa, uh, the uh, Field of Dreams game was played on Thursday. That was one of the coolest games I've ever watched. On cool TV. visual, the presentation from start yes. to finish was top notch. Uh, the uh, most watched regular season baseball game since two thousand five. Wow! Um, and it had so much drama. It, it was it was like a Hollywood movie. I mean, you had. Um, the White Sox blowing a lead. Giving up, uh, I think they gave up two straight homers to Judge and Stanton. Was that in the ninth inning? It was in the ninth inning. It was okay. Judge, two outs, uh, Judge's second of the game, and then Stanton's first. Uh, I thought the Yankees were going to catch mm-hmm. Actually, I will admit, I fell asleep before all that happened. I did too. Woke up at 2.30, and I had a lot of messages on my phone, so I checked Twitter to see what happened and uh, was uh, bummed out. Old Timmy Anderson with a walk-off two-round bomb. Uh, couldn't have asked for a better ending no. for the Field of Dreams game. Uh, if you build it, they will come. Um, so the, the visuals were insane. I mean, one of my favorite pictures I saw, I should have sent it to you earlier so you could have put it up here. Um, let's see. I have it on my phone, actually. I don't know if you guys will be able to see it. But um, this this one right there, if you can see that. All the way up there, I doubt you can see it. Uh, that is my absolute fa- one of my favorite baseball pictures ever. You have the corn in the background, the farmhouse in the background. Um, it, it was just such a such a cool visual. I mean, the, it was a perfect night. Sky was awesome. Um, it was just it was a really good night. Friend of the show, Thad Mooney, he's a Boston Red Sox fan, uh-huh. so he commented, said, "Only MLB <laughs> team to lose in Iowa, Yanks." Of course, it is. Yep. I think they're going to start doing the Field of Dreams game about once a year. That's what it sounds like. I almost wish they wouldn't because it kind of takes away the fun of what it was on You're right. Thursday. Um, I saw a rumor. I didn't see it confirmed by anybody, but a rumor that the Cubs are going to be in the next year. So David Ross kind of let it slip. I didn't hear really what he said, but uh, the Cubs beat writers were saying that he kind of let it slip and then kind of backtracked that they would be in it um, next year. They were supposedly going to be in it. They were supposed to play it last year as well but then of course covid ruined it and um they obviously weren't allowed to play in it but i for some reason i was thinking the cubs were supposed to be i think it was supposed to be cubs cardinals last year if i'm not mistaken i could be way off i thought on it that. was white Sox yankees last um, year was it okay it, it could have been for some reason oh it was um cubs it was supposed to be cubs cardinals in london last year in london and london that's <laughs> what yeah that's what kind of screwed okay. me up but um yeah, it kind of takes away the magic of doing it if they do it once a year. I mean, it's fun to do uh, maybe once every 10 years or something like that or even five years. Uh, but uh, you asked me this question earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some other venues could would you want to see other um, sports be played at? Yes. Um, well, let's start with basketball. Mm-hmm. NBA, I think Rucker Park. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Uh, famous Street Park Park in uh, Harlem, right? No I know it's idea. in New York, but it, no I think idea. it's in Harlem, I think. Um, the Hoosiers Gym, I know they play mm-hmm. all-star game there. for Indiana high school basketball there, but that would be neat. But the problem is you'd have to lengthen a lot of these to be yes. regulation size um, to count as a game. I'm sure they could find a way to do it somewhere, um, like a Rucker Park or even, hey, even the yeah where they play Hoosiers. Um, but uh, other basketball, can't think of any off the top of my head. No, I mean we've had like NHL uh, games at like baseball stadiums and NFL stadiums. NHL Lake Tahoe would be cool. Um, that that would be cool. Um, so if they did a lake last year for the um, Winter Classic, and it didn't go so well. They had to call it after two periods because of the ice. 
melting. Was it melting? Yeah. Yeah, it's you can't really control it, I guess, when you're on a lake. No, um, not as much. I mean, they've had college basketball games on, um, like, naval ships, yep. which is pretty cool. Aircraft carriers. Aircraft carriers. Yes, aircraft carriers. Um, and I remember the floor, because of the condensation, was so slick that they ended up not being able to play at least one year. So, I mean, there are challenges to putting different sports at places that aren't meant for that um, sport to be played. Um, but, I mean, it worked out really well with the Field of Dreams. I mean, you think of the NFL. I mean, they've had games at Wrigley Field, yes. um, or at least college football has. College football's had game at Fenway Park as well. Yankee Stadium. Um, they have a bowl yes, game there yeah. every year. Uh, Yankee Stadium, uh, where the San Francisco Giants play. That's another one where they've had uh, bowl games um, in the past. So, I mean, they can do that. Sure. Um, and, I mean, technically they could easily build a football field in Iowa, too, and um, How about play in the middle of a cornfield. Friday Night Lights field. That'd be cool. Um, I mean, get 100. I, I don't know. Is, is it different, like the width? The width might. Mm. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I know the link's still 110 mm-hmm. from the end zone, back in the end zone, back in the end zone, but I don't know. They'd obviously have to bring in their different goalposts, sure. but, I mean, that's easy to do. That might be it. Yeah? The hashes are different. I mean, yeah, yeah, and but, but you can paint those. Right, right. Um, I mean, they technically play at a high school stadium for the Hall of Fame game. That's true. Or a real small that's true. field. Um, yeah, that was a, that's a good question. It would be cool if uh, an NBA game was played down in Frankfurt where they filmed blue chips. That would be cool. Frankfurt, yeah. Indiana. Frankfurt hot dogs. Yep. I mean, we've seen... Purdue play at a high school gym. What high school was that in Lafayette? Lafayette Jeff. Lafayette Jeff. Yep. It was so weird walking in and watching a team you're used to seeing play in front of 15,000 yeah. or so playing in a high school gym yeah. against Team Canada. Yep. It was the, an exhibition game when they uh, represented the U.S. And uh, heck, Canada had them beat and choked. Heck of a basketball game. It went to at least one overtime. I don't know. two just, because that was about the best I've ever seen Jamie because he was I was hungry. hungry. And I just I wanted the game I wanted to, to end. be over. I just wanted to be over. Who I mean, you obviously, yes. if you're a Purdue fan, you don't want to see him to lose to Canada. Yes. Um, but we, we were treated to a really good basketball game. Yeah, and kind of, kind of got to see Carson Edwards break out. He had a that's very true. He had a huge dunk that game. I remember heading into his very sophomore true. year. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's that's an interesting and good question you asked. I try once in a while. Uh, I have good questions and good thoughts come through my head. It's, it seems like you could play tennis anywhere. Golf, you kind of have to have a... Uh, golf, I was trying to think today. I'm like, yeah. I was trying to think of golf movies, but nah. It'd be impossible to play another sport on a golf course just because the water... I would like and- to see, just for fun, for charity, some PJ Tour players go against each other and putt-putt. That'd be fun. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that'd be kind of fun. I mean, it, it doesn't take a ton of talent. It's more luck no, than anything, yeah, but it's not like still, it, that'd be fun. They're reading the greens or anything. Right, that'd be um, cool. I'm sure they'd still be able to tear those courses up. I'm sure. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Play, play, play against like an amateur like us and pup or, or an actual pup, pup, professional pup pup player. I mean, they do have leagues and stuff. <laughs> we, need a, we need a pup pup course around here. We can join a pup pup league. There we go, Josh. Yeah. If you build it, they, will, they come. will come. Yeah. There you go. Who's 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 gonna come to that though? Besides us. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Good question. Yeah, but no, it was fun. Uh, Yankees been playing good baseball. They're tied they for the best record in MLB since the All Star break. They've won six series in a row, four of those being on the road. So that's good. They've still somehow not even climbed an inch <laughs> no, in the wild card standings. I mean, Oakland's been playing well as well. Boston's he- heat up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Yankees have been doing it with uh, their first baseman, Anthony Rizzo, on the COVID injured list. Sounds like he's doing better. Sounds like he wasn't doing good for a while. They're going to be an interesting scenario soon when he comes back. Luke Voigt's been hitting the ball well. Yeah. I put Voigt at DH. Yes. um, I mean, yeah, you definitely don't take Rizzo off of first base just because he's an elite defensive Mm -hmm. first baseman. Um, And it's not like, well, maybe we can platoon Rizzo and Voigt when there's a lefty on the mound. Rizzo is hitting like 340 against lefties this year. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting question because yeah. you have LeMay Hugh at second yep. now. Um, who's playing third for him? Odor. No. Yeah. You, you can easily get rid of Roughnet Odor in his be, 722 OPS. Stop. Although, DJ LeMay Hugh has the same OPS. Yeah. Um, 
No, he's the second baseman, actually. Mm. I mean, you have Torres on the DL, yep. injured list. Urshel is on the injured list. Yep. Miguel Andujar is on the injured yep. list. Clint Frazier's on the injured list. Yep. Aaron Hicks is on the injured list. Yep. Um, of course, Rizzo's, the whole outfield's been. Rizzo's Rizzo on the COVID and, list. And Gary Sanchez is finally back in a rehab for in minor league. He yeah, was he's on, been on the injured list for a while. List. Uh, um, Luis uh, Severino? Severino is in double A right now, making is his he way back. Making his way he back. He hasn't made a start I, in two years. I had completely forgotten about uh, him. He was really good, yeah. too. Um, the I mean, Garrett Cole's on the injured list. He's back. Is um, he back? Tonight. Um, another star, Jordan Montgomery, on the injured list. Domingo German on the they, injured list. I mean, they've, but a lot of teams have been, but they've been bitten by the injury bug. Or all this Chapman on the injured list. I mean, their entire roster, and they're still playing really good mm-hmm. baseball right now. Postseason not still only at 24.7%, right. but I'd probably take them over Boston or Oakland right now. And it might be enough if they miss the playoffs for a competitive, give Aaron Boone another year. Yeah. I mean, they don't have a whole lot of patience there in New York. No, and um, that was my bold predict. One of my bold predictions yeah. is the Yankees misplay. Or this would be no, I didn't even say that. This would be Aaron Boone's last year. Was my bold prediction. And they haven't been able to get over the hump. Of course, they ran into uh, the Astros, who cheated their way. They had the them though. Series. They had them. They, just they did one, have they them. Need one game six or seven, and they didn't uh, do either one. They couldn't do it, and of course. Those games happened to be played in Houston, where the Astros cheated. Um, Correct. So that had something to do with it. But, I mean, they're still right there. A lot of season left still. Mm-hmm. Two and a half games is easily comebackable, if that's a I'm word. I'm sorry to remind you that uh, there's a lot of season left. I, You know what? As far as the Cubs go, they now have two 11-game losing streaks this year. That's not good. That's the first time it's happened, I think, in franchise history in the same season. Um they just they're all of a sudden sixteen games under five hundred. Um, after getting I think about two game or ten games over five hundred, they're two and seventeen since Javi hit that walk off sack fly against the Reds a couple weeks ago. <laughs> two and seventeen. They're ten and thirty five since they no hit the Dodgers. Um, oh man, the pace. A full season pace would be <laughs> since that Dodgers series where they uh, no hit the Dodgers. The full season pace would be thirty six and one oh six. This is the worst team in baseball right now. They are embarrassing, and hopefully uh, Tom Ricketts is embarrassed as well. But I mean, they just made a documentary about the uh, renovations they did at Wrigley Field. So I will he, uh, say, I will say, Wrigley's looking really nice. The renovations look really nice, but. Uh, the embarrassing thing yes. is that the Ricketts think the fact that Wrigley's so nice now and they're building this sports book, that's going to bring people to the ballpark. People want to see good baseball, and they want to see a good product on the field, and that just hasn't happened. They cl- completely closed the Cubs' window of opportunity to win another World Series when they had this core in place by just... The money dried up, and it's just I'm so freaking sick of talking about it, but I have to talk about it every single week because I hate the Ricketts so much. Uh, last night at the concert, I saw a lot of White Sox yeah. garb, and the Cubs, if if it was player-related, a shirt or a jersey, Rizzo or Bryant, every yeah. single one. That's the thing. Every single one. What kind of merch are people going to buy None. now? They're not going to buy any sort of – and I said this last week, these aren't the Chicago Cubs. They're just – a placeholder yes, team you did say um, until the Cubs get back together, essentially. Um, but, I mean, but who's going to be that That's the part thing. of that squad that puts them back together? I mean, who's that going to be? No one knows. Yeah. Jed Hoyer doesn't even know because the collective bargaining agreement is up. Yeah, we and, could have a striked year. Um, it sounds like after the, after the COVID issues and all that, they can't afford that because they lost so much yeah, money. That's true. So I think they're more willing to make a deal. But no one knows what sort of um, money issue is going to come up in yeah. the collective bargaining. So Jed Hoyer doesn't even have like a plan yet sure. because he just doesn't know sure. uh, what the landscape is going to be like. Um, and it's just... This it was like the worst time. It's like they won a World Series, and Ricketts like, "What else do you want from me?" That's exactly what he did. He stopped paying money uh, to players. He stopped adding to the roster that was very clearly capable of winning another World Series, and they just failed to do so because of the Ricketts just would not help uh, whatsoever. I mean, you look at their roster now, and I it reminds me of the Parks and Rec creation show uh, scene during the final season when Ron Swanson finally quits the Parks and Rec and said, just looked around and I didn't recognize anyone anymore. That's kind of what it is watching the Cubs. I um, This is how low my interest is in the Chicago Cubs right now. And you know me pretty well. I know you pretty well. Um, 
It's a Saturday night. I forgot the Cubs played. It was a Saturday night, and I forgot the Cubs played. Yesterday, forgot they played again, looked at my phone, they were in the fifth inning. Didn't know they were playing. Did you have, Did you then turn it on? To- no. Okay. Did not listen to it. Didn't watch it. Didn't care. Um, I feel, I mean. Will you watch any of the series against the Reds? Probably. Yeah. Just because there's to enough, do something. Just to do something. Um, we need football. It's going to be, I need football. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> it's just, it's the worst possible roster. You have Frank Schwindel, who you'd never heard of last week. Um, I'd barely heard of until. I'd never heard he of him. He had a homer yesterday. Uh, he has, I mean, he's tearing the cover off the ball. He's played 14 games, and he's hitting 370. Um, has print, print the jerseys. Nine extra base hits, including four <laughs> homers. He's been their best hitter all season. It's only been 14 games. Um, Patrick Wisdom, they're, for some reason, not even starting him some when he could potentially be a guy that you can count on next year. Um, Ian Happ. Who's a an established Major League Baseball player is hitting 176 this year. Hapless, in hapless. Right he now. he is hapless. Jason Hayward is taking plate appearances away from young guys, and he's hitting 198 while slugging 321. One of the few players that is banner still up around the field Ugh. on the outside. He's taking plate appearances away from guys. Yeah. Um, it's disgusting. It's getting to the point where you just need to cut him. Let him loose. He's made a lot of money. It's a sunk cost at this point. He's He shouldn't even be on the... Ugh. I'm just disgusted yeah, even plus. talking about... David Bodie hitting a buck 97 this year with a 270 on base, a 338 slugging percentage. He's under contract for three more years. Uh, Matt Duffy's taking plate appearances away from guys that could really using he's hit, has a 635 ops and 300 slugging you know I'll, I'll get you off the cubs topic after this this comparison so we've been kind of hearing some white Sox fans comparing this year's uh, team to the 2016 cubs give me your thoughts on that please they're delusional um that cubs team had the best defense of all time they had arguably the greatest starting rotation of all time as far as era goes their bullpen was elite with Aroldis Chapman in there. Um, and to think that White Sox fans think they're even remotely close to that Cubs team, if they were in the same division as the 2016 Cubs right now, the White Sox would be, still be seven games out. They would um, be seven games out, which would be that, – that would be the third largest gap – um, from first and second place in baseball this year, behind only the Brewers who are eight up on Cincinnati and the White Sox ten up on Cleveland Indians. Um, I don't know why the White Sox and their fans always have to bring the Cubs up. Um, it's just, it's classic little brother syndrome. No offense to Evan Webb, um, our good good buddy who you went to the concert with. He's a big White Sox fan. He doesn't do that. But I know a lot of fans cannot stop bringing the Cubs up, and Cubs fans are just sitting here like, we suck. It's, it's okay. rent free, Josh. We live rent free in their head, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just it's classic little brother syndrome, essentially. Just you, you have a great team on the south side. Worry about them. Cubs are fifty-two and sixty-eight. The Cubs also live rent free in Reds fans' heads. Oh, absolutely. The Reds fans hate the Cubs. Yes. Um, again, they want to be them. Yes, they want to be the Cubs or the Cardinals, and they never ever will be. They might end up sneaking into a playoff spot. This year, only two and a half games back uh, from the San Diego Padres, who have a ton of injuries, including you, Darvish. The Padres picked up Jake Arrieta. I was going to say, but they picked up Arrieta. Yes, uh, Jake Arrieta was released by the yeah, Cubs. Yeah, that had to happen. He's, he stinks. For one, he is one of the guys on their team that wasn't vaccinated. Okay. Extremely outspoken Did not know that. anti-vax guy. Um, he had an ERA this year of 6.88 in 20 starts. He was the statistically the worst pitcher in starting baseball. Um, he got absolutely hammered on, I think it was, I don't remember what night, Tuesday or Wednesday night he got hammered um, against the Brewers. On in the last field, start. not off the field. On, that on the field. He might have, after I, I mean, that performance, he yeah, might have to, went home. And to try to forget it. Threw um, back some of my grandpa's old cough medicine. And then after the game, uh, at, he did a press thing. 
and he said, uh, reporter had a mask on, and he said, you can take that mask off when you're talking to me. There's no one around you. And that was kind of the final straw mm, with the fan base. Like, that. get out of here. You're done. I'm just going to pretend this year didn't happen because from 2014 yeah. through 2017, he was them. elite. And hopefully, um, and I'm sure people won't even remember this yeah. season at all, but um, he's gone now and the Padres picked him up, <laughs> which that's how desperate they are that they would have to pick up a Jake Arrieta. Um, but Cubs have been the worst team in baseball. They have been outscored over their previous, let's see, I saw the tweet here. They've been outscored by 114 runs in their last 45 games. The worst, that's the Cubs' worst run differential in any 45-game span within a season in the modern era, which is since 1900. They are the worst team in baseball. They're slowly creeping up the draft board right now. Um, I think they're in the eighth spot. I know they passed the Rockies over the weekend. Um, They passed the... Actually, they have. They're about right at the same with the Miami Marlins, who swept them. They're only. You got your booker right. I did. Cubs would Cubs would lose every single game last (laughs) week, and they did. And did they ever lose embarrassingly? Got outscored in four games by twenty-eight runs to the Brewers. Twenty-eight runs to the Brewers. They gave up eleven runs in the second inning on Friday night against the Marlins. The thing is, Thursday night they weren't the biggest losers around the league. The Indians lost to the A's seventeen nothing. Yeah, Cubs only lost 17 to 34. Yeah, so they put up four spot. Four. Um, at this point in the season, I'm rooting against them. I want the Ricketts family <laughs> to be as embarrassed as possible. I don't think they will, Josh. They don't care. People are still showing up to games. I'm sure this weekend when they play the horrendous Kansas City Royals, who the Cubs are only, oh, man. I think, a game and a half behind for from creeping Royals up to that had those two good years. Block. That was a, um, was I'm sure stink. Wrigley will still be packed, though. It's August. School's about to start. Probably one last hurrah. I'm sure the weekday games will be brutal. There was nobody really at the Cubs-Brewers <laughs> Brewers series. It was pathetic. There's nobody at the Cubs-Marlins, but the Marlins never have people show up. Usually Marlins Cub fans will down there, but yeah. they didn't really show up. The problem with being this bad is there's virtually zero chance that they end up like in the top four because you have – the Baltimore Orioles are 38 and 78. Arizona Diamondbacks 38 and 81. Texas Rangers 42 and 76, as are the Pittsburgh uh, Pirates 42 and 76. Cubs are still nine games up on the Pirates for like the fourth spot in the draft. Uh, it's just. Well, the Cubs are just now fielding a Triple A team. The Pirates have done it all year long. Yeah, I wish the Cubs would have started this earlier. Um,. It's pathetic. The Cubs double-A Tennessee Smokies roster is far more interesting than this crap they've put on the field (laughs) past couple weeks. Um, Worst team in baseball. There's really no end in sight either. Who the heck knows um, how they're going to be next year. I mean, they'll have – we think they'll have money to spend. If the Ricketts don't spend money, then uh, they might uh, be ran out of town officially because Cubs fans are embarrassed. Torches and pitchforks. Uh, I don't think Cubs fans are embarrassed. Um, Cubs fans are PO'd, um, and they are uh, they're ready for some new a new ownership group in there. Um, it's incredible how a team hadn't won a World Series in 108 years, longest streak of any franchise in professional sports, essentially. And um, the Ricketts created so much goodwill winning a World Series there. People loved them, and in five years, people won them, ran out of town. You have to be exceptionally terrible for that to happen. Got to be pretty bad at your job. And that's exactly what they are. They're a trash family. Um, please sell the team. Do us all a favor. And they're not going to. I know they're not going to, <laughs> but it's wishful thinking. Looking elsewhere around baseball, you have Tampa Bay Rays still three games up mm-hmm. on Boston Red Sox. Um, yeah, the Rays are good. Um, who knows? Maybe the Yankees. See, Kiermaier's inside the park home run the other night. Oh, it's pretty impressive. He can fly. He's he's a fast he's a fast son of a gun. Mm-hmm. Um, great defensive yep. center fielder too. White Sox, as I said, are ten games up. That's the worst division in baseball. Yeah, the Indians have pretty much given up. Yeah, they're only a game up on the Tigers. Tigers have been one of the hottest yeah, teams in they've baseball. Been actually, kind of a surprise. Uh, this could be kind of like their jumping off point where they could be pretty good next year because they have a lot of good well, hitters. Be good coming for up. baseball if they can become good again. Yeah, I mean they're market. I mean Miguel Cabrera is only one homer away from five hundred right. in his career, so yeah. at least they'll have something to look forward to. Uh, Houston Astros only two and a half up on Oakland. Oakland's gotten hot. 
Uh, Mariners are still kind of hanging around. Five and a half came back a wild card. They don't deserve to ever make the playoffs until Sonics uh, come back. They don't deserve to make the playoffs after what Jerry Depoto that did too. at the <laughs> trade deadline. Finally, the Atlanta Braves have taken over first place in the National League. Begging all year over here. I've been begging all year. They're good enough to do it. They're six games over 500. Uh, Phillies are a game out. Mets are imploding. They're not going to make the playoffs. They made made that big move at the deadline train for Bias. He's on the injured list. He'd been horrendous for them (laughs) all season, striking out five times in a game once. Um, I think the Braves will end up winning that uh, winning that division. Uh, Brewers eight games up on Cincinnati, uh, ten games up on St. Louis. St. Louis is getting hot. They're kind of staying in it. Then we have the uh, the Padres are two and a half up on. Um, wait, are the Reds in the playoff spot right now? Yeah, no, they're not in the playoff spot. Right now. Um, Dodgers have a six game lead on the Padres and an eight half game lead on the. Uh, Reds for that one of the wild card spots. And the Padres are two and a half games up on the Reds. Cardinals are only four and a half back. Phillies are only five back. So it's a, it could be an interesting race here. And as I said, the Yankees are two and a half back of Boston. And the Blue Jays are four and a half back of Boston for that final playoff spot. So uh, the dog days of August are here where people start switching their, uh, switching their uh, allegiance to football. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's talk about some football. Sure. Shall we? Um, Let's talk about some college football. AP poll came out today. It wasn't too different from the coaches poll, the top 25 USA mm-hmm. Today poll. Um, but there was a few differences. I saw Notre Dame's ninth in the AP. They were seventh in the USA Today poll. Yep. Uh, we have Alabama one, no, shocker. Yep. Oklahoma two, yeah, shocker. Really good. Clemson three, as they always yep. are. Ohio State four. Yep. Georgia five. Texas A&M 6. Yeah, I want to talk about them for a second. I mean, that's its program. It's become really good lately under Jimbo Fisher. Mm-hmm. But can they get over the hump? you got to get past Alabama. They have to. Um, it, last year, and we've talked about this, uh, they were so close to that yes. fourth, fourth spot. And it's getting to the point where you need to stop putting Notre Dame in it and try somebody else. And Texas A&M should have been the team last year. And I understand why Notre Dame was in it. But uh, I think eventually, because Jimbo did it at Florida State. Remember, Florida State was not great when he took over. They were kind of on the downward trajectory. Bobby Bowden era. um, Who passed away over the weekend. Age 93. Um, Yeah, long life. He uh, won a lot of football games. Yes, he did. Uh, But Texas A&M went 9-1 last year. I mean, their one loss was to – it was probably to Alabama – um, their one loss was to at Alabama, where they mm-hmm. lost fifty-two twenty-four. Yeah, and that's the problem. Not, yep. I mean, they still get it's not smashed. even close. And it was at Alabama. Who knows if it was in Kyle Field? If it would have been different. Um, but I mean, they're obviously a really good program, and they should be good again this year. Mm-hmm. And so they're ranked. Uh, what did I say? They're ranked sixth. Mm-hmm. Iowa State's ranked seventh. I think it's the highest ranking, a preseason uh, ranking in school ever. history. Yeah, Matt Campbell's done a good job. You keep waiting for him to make the mm-hmm. jump to the NFL or to a bigger program. I would say the NFL's more likely yes. one of these days than a bigger program. Keep but waiting for it to happen, This though. is the year, though, they got to try to go punch Oklahoma in the mouth. I mean, Oklahoma and Texas, this might be the last year they're in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. I know the uh, rights agreement was through 2025. They'll be in the SEC before that. Yeah. They went 9-3 and three last year. They lost to Louisiana week one. Do you remember that? Louisiana's ranked. Um, Blown out. They are ranked, I believe, 23rd or 24th in the polls. But then you look at their other two losses last year at Oklahoma State by three, and then in the Big 12 championship game by six over yeah. Oklahoma or lost yeah. to Oklahoma. So they're – Well, Brock um, Purdy's a quarterback. He's a top 10 mm-hmm. returning quarterback in the nation. That helps a lot. I don't know – much about the rest of their makeup of their team, but yeah. like I said, they're ranked seventh for a reason. Cincinnati eight, yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, they play both Notre Dame and Indiana this year. Interesting. Yeah, be good matchup on the road for both of those. Mm. But yeah, big opportunity for Cincinnati. Number nine, Notre Dame. Yeah, um, we'll have a lot more Notre Dame talk yeah. when Travis Watson comes up in two weeks. But they did officially name Jack Cohn transfer quarterback mm. from Wisconsin, Wisconsin as their starter. They return a lot of talent. Uh, could definitely see them winning ten games again. North Carolina 10. Yeah, Sam Howell, arguably the him and Spencer Radler right there for the best returning quarterbacks in the nation, probably at least uh, according to a lot of analysts. He lost some good running backs around him and some other offensive talent, but when you're that good, you can carry your team. Yep. Mac Brown can recruit, so yes, he can. good spot for them. Oregon 11. Don't know a ton about nah. them. Um, I mean, they're, they're always good. Wisconsin 12. Once again, I mean, it's rinse and repeat. Slap a different name and number on the running back and the lineman, rinse, repeat, run the ball. Uh, uh, Mertz, 
is uh, going to be sophomore now. We'll mm. see how much he's developed because he, he started off hot last year and then kind of went down a little bit. But um, I think he'll be pretty good. Florida 13. Yeah, uh, Dan Mullen's not one of my favorite coaches. I've been out outspoken by that on, on the podcast, but um, they're always pretty solid. My Canes, 14. Yeah, uh, De'Ara King, another top mm, returning uh, quarterback. Um, so that's going to be a good team down there for Manny Diaz. Southern California, 15. Yeah, Clay Hilton uh, is the most talented team he's probably you got. Um, he's somehow continuing to survive. Uh, Slovis, their quarterback, mm. uh, should be another good one. I mean, keep talking about quarterbacks. College football's got a lot of good returning good quarterbacks, quarterbacks. So it's going to be fun to watch that. After a pretty bad year, uh, LSU is 16th. Yeah, that's going to be an interesting year for uh, Ed Orgeron. Um, if they stumble to like 7-5 and five this year, it's going to get interesting. 5-5 five and five last year. Uh, they started 6th overall in the country, but of course they lost their entire offense. And they lost a quarterback greatest. that had probably the greatest season we've ever yeah. seen in college football history in Joe Burrow. Yeah. Um, then we have... Your uh, Indiana Hoosiers. My, my, yeah. 17. They're 17 in both polls. Uh, the, the, coming off a good year last year, pretty solid year. The year before that, mm-hmm. they do have a bad taste in their mouth from losing the bowl game to Ole Miss. Uh, but uh, Penix Jr.'s back. Um, they did lose uh, WAP. Uh, what was his last name? Failure. Yeah, to the pros, but they got uh, Freifogel back. And they got a lot of got a lot of talent on the offensive side of the ball. So uh, it should be pretty good. Iowa 18? I think Iowa's... Maybe the best they, team in the West. I think they're going to be my pick to win the West. I know Wisconsin's ranked higher, but I think Iowa's good. They, they, they play against each other week one, Indiana and Iowa. So at Kinnick, yeah. 17-18 week one, that's going to be a good game. Another Big Ten team here, Penn State at 19th. Yeah, James Franklin needs a, bounce, a good bounce back mm. year. But they got better as the year went on last year. Washington, 20. I know no, nothing, nothing about, about Washington. Washington. Texas, 21. New coach, Steve Sarkeesian. That's, that's all. Hook them hook horns down. Hook them down. Coastal Carolina, 22, the Chanticleers. Yeah, I think that's all just based on that weird mm-hmm. year last year. Them and Louisiana Lafayette both had pretty Who's good seasons. 23rd. Remember that uh, Coastal game against BYU last year and Zach Wilson and that big fight? Yeah. 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 Uh, Utah is 24. Um, they're always solid. Yeah. And then uh, Arizona State, Herm Edwards. That surprised me because they're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they have a lot of allegations and violations going on. So. Um, some other Big Ten teams that got votes. We have Michigan got 12 votes. Northwestern, eight. That's an interesting one. I don't think they're going to be very good. They lost a lot that. on both sides mm-hmm. of the ball. But Fitzgerald's a good coach, but they lost a lot. Ball State got six votes. They got five in the, in the, in the USA Today. So they were pretty good last year. So they might be the team to beat in the MAC this year. Best team in Indiana? <laughs> I'm not going out that far, but it is. It does hurt the soul, which uh, to see three other programs get notoriety mm. is not even close. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the AP poll came out. It's always kind of fun to go through and look it at. It is. It is. Well, you ready for a word association? Let's hear because it. Because it is college football related. Mm. I told you going up through our previous show, it's going to be conferences. So this week is a conference we talked about a lot throughout that poll, the Southeastern Conference a.k.a. the SEC. So uh, I'm just going to go team by team here. I'm going to start in the East Division, the Florida Gators. Kyle Trask. Okay. Not even Tim Tebow came to my mind. He was god-awful. Both of them. I know we'll talk about Tebow in a little bit. Kyle Trask was god-awful the other night. Did you see his stat line? Uh-uh. Five for 18 for 35 yards. I don't even remember who he got drafted by. Tampa Bay. Oh. Brady's backed up. Uh, that's right. He backed up. <laughs> because good. the Buccaneers, unlike the Packers, even though he's not going to be Brady's replacement, they still called Tom, head of the draft, mm-hmm. asked him and told, if they'd yeah. be okay. Tom yeah, I'd love to help the kid. Yeah. That's all the Packers had to do with Yeah, just Aaron communicate Rogers. a little bit. The Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, man. Um, Kirby Smart. Yeah. Who's their old coach? Mark, Mark Rick. Mark Rick, yeah. He was there forever. So, Kentucky Wildcats. Oh, man. Anthony Davis. <laughs> that was the first person that popped in my mind. I thought you were going to say um, Andre Woodson. Wasn't he their quarterback? Oh, big, that was pretty big good. Big boy, yeah. Now you're thinking Jared Lorenzen. He's the big boy. No, but uh, but he was a pretty Woodson big boy. Tall. Yeah. Yeah, Lorenzen was a um, chubby guy. Yeah, Woodson was like 6'6", six, six, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Jared Lorenzen. Yeah. The Missouri Tigers. Hate them. <laughs> I don't mind their football program. Yeah. Uh, I cannot stand that basketball program. South Carolina Gamecocks. Uh, Steve Spurrier. Yeah. yeah, That's a good one. They're, they're a program. I used to co- compare them a lot to Clemson 
for years. Like mm-hmm. good program couldn't get over the hump. Now weren't real bad. national title contenders. Mm-hmm. Now Clemson is, of course, and South Carolina is not even close. Tennessee Volunteers overrated. Uh, most uh, their fans are stuck in the nineties, and um, that's just a terrible fan base. They haven't won crap in years. It's the last time they've had a legitimately like solid year. Well, for their standards, not a while. Two years ago, they did win that bowl game over Indiana. Yeah, it's but, a bowl game, though. Right, and they gave them a winning record or made by two <laughs> games. But uh, Pruitt's been able to recruit pretty well down there. Well, he got fired, and Josh Heupel took over. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Wow. Three and seven last year. They they did win back-to-back. They had, I forgot Butch Jones was there. Uh, he, he yeah, had, how could you forget that? <laughs> he had back-to-back nine-win seasons. Lane Kiffin, Butch Jones, they're just uh, classy. School down there. They haven't won double-digit games since 2007, and they still lost four games that yeah. year. Uh, haven't really been good since 2001. They haven't really been good since Peyton Manning left, to uh, be honest. Philip Fulmer was a good They actually – no, that was dumb. They won a national title year after Peyton left. Yeah. So that was dumb by me. But, uh, yeah, I forgot that Josh Heupel went from UCF there. And it could be another Scott, Scott Frost case where they had a good program and he took it over, and now he's going to – not have success at uh, another program. It's amazing. Uh, old last team in the East, uh, Vanderbilt Commodores. Oh man, great baseball program. Yeah, great baseball program. One I thought Jay Cutler might be elite, come to your mind. Didn't even think of Jay Cutler. Yeah. First person I thought of was uh, Nick Gordon, and he didn't even go there. He's a he's a mediocre farmhand for the Minnesota Twins. How did he come to your I name? I don't know. I think he was committed there, and I'm remembering wow. that from the draft <laughs> a long uh, time ago. It's interesting because I got this on Wikipedia. The enrollment for these universities, Florida is 52,218. The next closest in the East is Georgia at 38,652. Or Florida's got 14,000 more students than Georgia. Vandy's pretty small. 13,537. Yeah. The next smallest is Tennessee, 28,900. Yeah. Missouri's... Got more in Tennessee. Missouri's got more in Kentucky, too. Right. West Division, Alabama Crimson Tide. Nick Saban. Um, I know you hate that guy. Just a machine. Uh, they uh, had struggled forever, and then Saban took over, and it's been – it's not even. It's almost not even fun watching college football Kind of struggled his first year, and then that was Yeah, it. that was it, and then it was game on, was on. national titles. Just Shula Jr. was the coach before yep. him. And he wasn't very good. Nope. He had one or two good years, but other than that. Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, man. Um, Bobby Petrino, cheerleader. Yeah. Motorcycle. Yeah. Not not good. Yeah. Auburn Tigers. Cam Newton. Scam Newton. Won a title for him that year over Oregon, and mm-hmm. he won a Heisman. Louisiana State University, or LSU, Tigers. Joe Burrow, yep. greatest maybe put together the greatest season in college football history. I can't argue that. As far as quarterback goes. Ole Miss Rebels. Eli. Maybe, I can think maybe of. someday Arch. Arch Manning. Yeah, he's a real good prospect. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a junior in high school mm-hmm. right now. It's going to be interesting. He, safe bet he ends up in the SEC. I know Clemson's trying, but I would say well, Mississippi or Tennessee makes a lot of sense. He might still end up in the SEC if he goes to Clemson. Or if, if the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC form an alliance like there's mm-hmm. talks, then that could happen too, wow. which would be interesting. Uh, Mississippi State Bulldogs. Dak Prescott. I, I thought that one yeah. might be. Uh, Do you watch the first episode of Hard Knocks? I've not yet. I watched it on HBO Max. Um, I just don't like the Cowboys. So. I don't like the Cowboys. I had a hard time watching it. Dak seems like an okay guy. Um don't like Zeke Elliott even after watching it. He just seems like a goober, a little bit of a goober. goober. That's a good word. Yeah, I dislike Jerry Jones more after watching just one episode of it. He's <laughs> just he's so nasty. Yeah. I don't I don't know. He's an Arkansas Razorback. Is he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he is his name. Mm-hmm. The Texas A and M Aggies. Jimbo. Jimbo. Johnny Football Johnny is the F- other one. They have the biggest enrollment in the whole conference easily. Sixty nine thousand three hundred and sixty seven. <laughs> It's pretty big. Can you tell me what the AM and st- and, and M stands for in Texas A&M? Uh, I just saw it the other day. I just looked it up because I wanted to know. Is it agric- agriculture and I don't know what the M stands for. I don't know what the Military. Is that what it stands for? I'm pretty darn sure. Fact check me because I could For be wrong, some reason, I was thinking. Pretty darn sure it is. Wait for Um. 
some reason, agriculture and mechanical. I knew it Not was. Not even close. I knew it wasn't military. So I told you to fact check me. Because I was thinking it was military as well, mm, but. Darn. Mechanical. I don't mm. like that. Hmm. Yeah, SEC, that leaves uh, two different, two more Power Five conferences for Word Association. We'll do those in two weeks. That'll be the ACC and the Big Ten. Mm. Put them together. And I'll throw the Fighting Irish in it. Well, we already know, we already did them in the ACC. So we did the ACC. Big 12 and Big Ten are the two we haven't done. Yes. Yeah. That's right. I was thinking, I thought we did ACC. Yeah, I'm a little um, off there. Going back to baseball a little bit, this will be the J Man's Book of Prediction of the Week. Cubs have the Reds and um, the Kansas City Royals this week in Cincinnati and then at home against the Kansas City Royals. Cubs will win their first series since since uh, middle of June, July. I don't remember the last time they won a series. I'm going to go look it up real quick. I think they take at least two or three from the Kansas City Royals. They're going to get swept this week in Cincinnati. No doubt in my mind. Um, no doubt in your mind. No doubt in my mind. When's the last time they won a series? They won July 25th was the last time they won a series. It's been a while. Um, and it's been, <laughs> man, lost 11 in a row, I think, is what it is. Um so I think they beat uh, the Kansas City Royals two out of three. Hope they don't because I want them to lose as much as possible, especially to the teams that are directly in front of them in draft position. Uh, but the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering for life, home, auto, business, renters, workers' comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. Go download his app, and you can win a free gas card in two weeks. In two weeks, live on the Tan Jamin Show. We'll probably mm-hmm. kick off the show with that right at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. So, And I need to remind everybody that the Words Association segment that we just went over a little bit ago is brought to you by Rhett Lee, Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the Law Office of Andrew Aki, LLC, are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, give Rhett a call today to schedule your free consultation at 574-722-2221. I want to be educated. I was going to say, you, do you want to learn a few things? I do. Uh, you need to. I, I, I could stand to learn a few things. On this day in 1920, Cleveland Indian shortstop Ray Chapman Got hit in the head mm-hmm. by New York Yankees pitcher Carl Mays. He ended up dying the next day in yep. MLB's only game-related fatality. I think people started wearing uh, helmets a little more after that. Yeah, not, not a whole lot, I don't think. But uh, yeah, that uh, once somebody dies or something like that, people are like, okay, maybe I need to start taking this a little seriously. On this day, 1927, Yankee slugger Babe Ruth teed off again on a pitch from Tommy Thomas. In the fifth inning to hit the first home run hit out of Comiskey Park. The Yankees <laughs> beat the White Sox eight to one. That dude had some pop. He was looking a at legend. Looking at those swings from back in the day, I don't know how they hit the ball out of the infield. Their swings were so ugly. Yeah, he obviously did not have a pretty swing. Guys weren't throwing nearly as hard back then, or had much junk they were throwing them. But um, yeah, on this day, nineteen thirty-six, the Summer Olympic Games closed in what city? What year? 1936. Munich. It was 11th. It was uh, Berlin. Is Munich in Germany? I'm going to leave that one alone because I'm having a brain-dead moment. (laughs) It it is in Germany. Yeah. On this day in 1954, the American brand management company Authentic Brands Group first published sports magazine known as Sports Illustrated. Really? What year was that? 1954. Wow. I didn't know it had been around that I wonder who was on the first cover. 1950. Ted Williams. I know Rick Matt was the first high school athlete ever on the cover. Mm, Indiana's own. Pretty cool. Uh, Let's see here. On this day, 1965, the American Football League's ninth franchise is officially rewarded to Joe Roby and television star Danny Thomas. The Miami Dolphins start playing in the AFL's Eastern Division in 1966. It's Joe Robbie, not Roby. Robbie. It it even looks like Robbie after you say that. R O B B I E. I don't know. Roby's R O B Y. I don't know why. They're uh, my brain's going too fast. After they uh, moved from the Orange Bowl in 1987, I think it was actually called Joe Robbie Stadium for a little bit until they changed it to. Do you remember what it was after that? Like in the 90s, they switched it and it was that until like 2006 or seven. 
I just remember pro player. Pro player, that's okay. what it was. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was pro player stadium. It's Hard Rock. Well, it's Hard Rock now, it, right? Wasn't it Shark? Yeah. Land Shark? It was Land Shark Stadium, then it was just Dolphin Land Stadium. Shark beer's for a not bit. even that good. No, it's, How do they it's have enough money to. Jimmy Buffett. It's his beer. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm learning more from you during the segment <laughs> I'm supposed to reread new yeah. facts. And and Jimmy Buffett, I think, had like a minority stake in the Dolphins or something like that. So That's why I enjoy the segment. I learned things, too. <laughs> On this day in 1970, can you tell me who won the PGA Championship? I'm going to go with old Jackie Nicholas. Good guess, but no. How about Dave Stockton? Never heard won, of him. Won uh, his first of two PGA Championships by two strokes over Bob Murphy and a guy named Arnold Palmer. <sighs> Palmer was my next guess. How about on this day, 1976, who won the PGA Championship? Jack Nicholas. Should have went with Dave Stockton. He won his Not second PGA world. Championship by one stroke over Ray Floyd and Don January. On this day, 1976. Uh, Jack St. Nicholas. St. Louis Cardinals beat the San Diego Chargers 20-10 to in Tokyo, Japan. Huh. It was one of the NFL's first yeah. games. Overseas. When you said St. Louis Cardinals and then San Diego Chargers, I got really confused. <laughs> <laughs> yes, now it's the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, uh, this is a fun one. On this day, 1977, the Yankees blow a 9-4 lead in the ninth inning, but still beat Chicago 11-10 in the bottom of the ninth. <laughs> White Sox. <laughs> um, on this day, 1987, New York Mets beat the Chicago Cubs 23-9. I don't know why that's in there. That's just really random. 1987? I don't know at all. Who won the PJ Championship in 1992? 92. I'm going to go with Gary Player. Good guess. Um, Nick Price. Never heard of him. I think he's from also South Africa, like Gary Player. So that was a pretty hmm. good guess. He won by three strokes over John Cook, Nick Faldo, Jim Gallagher, and Gene Sayers. Sowers. Sowers. I've heard of Faldo. Yeah. Yeah, he's a commentator for CBS. Uh, another who won uh, the PJ Chip Chip on this day 1998. 98. You've heard of this guy. I've heard of the Tiger Woods. Good guess. How about VJ Singh? Won by two shots over Steve Stricker. I've heard of Steve. <laughs> Wisconsin grad, but big or no, no Illinois, Illinois fan, grad, but big but Wisconsin fan. Yeah, Illinois grad, big Wisconsin fan. <laughs> on this day in 2003, a guy named Cristiano Ronaldo yeah, made good. his debut for Manchester United in the Premier League in a four to zero victory. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. On this day in 2008, Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt set a new world record of 9.69 seconds to win the coveted 100-meter gold medal at the Beijing 2008 Summer Olympics. He was fast. See that uh, he challenged, he wants to challenge uh, Tyreek Hill to a 70-yard dash. Really? He's got to put his gold medal on the line if Tyreek Hill puts his Super Bowl ring on the line. Ooh. Ugh, not worth it. I think <laughs> for was, which one? For Tyreek. Yeah, I think the same to be him. I do too. Hmm. On this day in 2008, American swimmer Michael Phelps won his seventh of eight gold medals at the Beijing Olympics when he took the 100 meter butterfly an Olympic record of 50.58 seconds. He was awfully good. He was extremely good. A lot of. Olympic on this day in 2008. Who won the PGA Championship on this day in 2009? PGA Championship 2009. I'm going to go with Tiger Woods. It was the rare time that Tiger Woods blew a Sunday lead in a major. Y.E. Yang. Never heard of him. Of South Korea won his first and only major title by three strokes over Tiger Woods. Yang Yang Ying? Y.E. is what I've always heard him call uh, PJ Championship on this day in 2015. Who won? Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. You got that one. Uh, he beat... Uh, uh, nope, 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 nope. Jason Day. It shows a picture of J- Jordan Spieth, but Jason Day won a uh, major championship record of shooting 20 under par, beat Spieth by three strokes. Mm. Don't know why they showed Jordan Spieth's picture there. <laughs> Glad I actually Well, they it. showed Tiger's picture up there uh, they when did, they lost they? to Y.E. Yang. More notable names, I guess. Um. Hmm. <laughs> on this day last year in the World Snooker Championship, you ever played snooker? No, me either. Incredible! In uh, I don't even know what it is. In Crucible Theater in Sheffield, 
Um, Englishman Ronnie O'Sullivan won his sixth world title with an 18 to 8 win over countryman Kyron Wilson. It looks snooker. It's like billiard. It looks it? like billiard. Yeah. yeah, it looks like uh, pool. Okay. I don't know how to play, though. Yeah. That's going to do it for the On This Day segment of sporting events that have happened on August 16th, about said June 16th. Uh, and it's brought to you by Proforma Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Proforma Print House has over 50 years combined experience in browser products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print and promotional company today by giving them a call at 574-210-3815. The Damn Landing is a sponsor of the Tan and J-Man Show. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, the Damn Landing is the place to be. The Dam is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manta, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash... Their food down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews and domestic flavors, or a handcrafted cocktail made using fresh ingredients. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitou and their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. And the Tan and J-Man Show is also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like the J-Man and myself. It's been on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available in the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. You can find those products and more ball markers, dev repair tools, hats, etc. at circle15golf.com. Before I get back to the birdie bogey question again, uh, NFL preseason started. Man, people are... uh, over-exaggerating these performances of these rookie quarterbacks. People overreact. Over-hyping. Overreact. Thank you. Um, Not over-exaggerating. Overreact. That's what I was looking for. To rookie quarterbacks tearing up against second and third string guys. Now, if they don't tear up against these kind of guys, it is kind of a cause the for concern. The world's coming to an end. Uh, or it's not a cause for concern, but you'd much rather them tear up. Yes. Uh, like Justin Fields against the Dolphins on uh, Saturday. He played well, but again, Dolphins had eight defensive starters not play, so he's playing like third-string guys by the time he came I out. understand that excitement from the Bears franchise. Mm-hmm. They've had no quarterback. They've never had a quarterback over 4,000 yards yeah, in the season. They've never had a good quarterback. They haven't had a good quarterback. I mean, Jay Culler is probably the yeah. most talented quarterback. Jim McMahon's their most popular quarterback because he was on a le- team with legendary defense that won their only Super Bowl. Kind of like Terry Bradshaw. So, yes. So, well, even though, yeah, I will say Bradshaw got a lot better towards the end of his career, but yes, I'm still standing by the point I made last week of <laughs> overrated for the Hall of Fame. But, um, yeah, this is a franchise just starving for mm-hmm. good quarterback play, and it's unbelievable how similar they have been to the Miami Dolphins for years. Yeah, and I think I said it last week that they have the, or it, maybe it was earlier. It was just week, in our group message. Uh, this week. Yeah. The Dolphins and Bears have the exact same record over the last decade, uh, exact same amount of playoff wins. Um, in the quarterback play, the Dolphins' total quarterback ratings is only like .4 higher than what the Bears are um, is. Um, and they're, they've been essentially the same team. And so it was interesting that they played each other this week. Um Dolphins defense didn't give up a first down until late in the second quarter. Of course, some of that had to do with Andy Dalton starting. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's just week one of preseason. Yeah. Um, now, I will say the NFL doing this dumb um, throwing flags for any taunting. sort of taunting. <laughs> and people are freaking out about that. Yeah. However, how many times have we seen the NFL crack down on something and then be, by week one they've – They're going to do that. They're gonna, they're gonna, exactly they're gonna, what they're going to do. They're going to hold back because yeah. there was a play yesterday where a Colts running Colts, back yeah, ran through like every defender, got up and just kind of flexed his muscles just a little was, bit and threw a flag. Yeah. That will get resolved here quickly. Yeah. There'll and be enough backlash. They, they've done that so often where people hate it and then they go and they completely do Remember when we all back. thought the targeting rules got to ruin the game? Yeah. And it hasn't barely really even, much. Barely even see that. So, but, yeah. but yeah, you had, you had Justin Fields, you had Mac Jones, you had Trey Lance. Max Jones. You had uh, Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, all making um, mm-hmm. even even uh, Sam uh, Elling, Ellinger. Ellinger. I always want to say Ellinger. Ellinger, all looking pretty good in their debuts. But man, some of these fan bases on Twitter are just yep. blowing up. Um, I mean, I was excited to see the Broncos play well the other day. They won thirty three to nine over the Vikings, but it's preseason. Preseason. Now, I would rather them play well than Absolutely. not. But I have seen seen teams go zero and four and then stink there in the season. I've seen the Lions go four and zero and then not win a game yeah. in the regular season. But um, 
If I was a Viking fan, I am a little concerned how the team looked the other day. They were pretty bad. And they were bad last year, too. Right. So, All right, we have a little time left uh, for a birdie bogey. Freddie Peralta, Milwaukee Brewers starter, has 21 consecutive starts with more strikeouts than hits allowed. There is one guy with more um, consecutive starts with more strikeouts than hits allowed in a career during a season. Or it wasn't even during a season. I'm going to say that again because I bungled that. Freddie Peralta has 21 straight starts with more strikeouts than hits allowed. That is second most consecutive starts of all time. Um doing that there is only obviously one guy uh with more consecutive starts one guy that came to my mind but this is not my guess because i don't think it is jacob de came to my mind but that's not my mm-hmm. guess it's not my guess randy johnson nailed it <sighs> got a birdie this week there t dog wow. he had 25 pedro martinez had 20 he also crossed my in 2001 mind. Randy Johnson, Pedro, and Kurt Schilling in my mind, and DeGrom for some reason, but Randy he Johnson. did it uh, 99 to 2000 is when he did it. Good job there, T Dog. about time. Yeah. First time I got a birdie and it feels like months. Pretty upset. I can say that on the golf course, too, right now, the way I'm playing. So, <laughs> But uh, wrap us up there, J Man, for episode 248. Getting closer to that 250 mark. Thanks for watching the Tan and J Man show on the ISC Sports Network. We'll be back at it next Monday with some more hot takes, tips. At top takes, topics, pick some top more. Topics, <laughs> pick some more. You have one job every week. <laughs> have a great week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday.